Hi friends, peace be with you. Let us begin this session in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. First, I want to thank you for considering me part of your family member. I mean, special thanks to St. Anthony's College and all the teaching and non-teaching staffs and all the students. As you know that I have been asked by the management of this college to give a session or a, a talk about Jesus our only savior. There are many religion on earth. We divide religion into two categories, the primitive religion and the historic religions. And in the historic religion, 11 major religions are existing today. Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, Sikhism, Taoism, Confucianism, Shintoism, Zoroastrianism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam and Maoism. And among all religions, there are a lot of similarities and very few dissimilarities also. And let me begin with the similarities among all religions. Most of the religions unanimously claim that God is the creator of this universe. So any religion which believes in God, they say God is the creator of this universe. And the second similarity which all the religious people unanimously say that when God created human being, he created human being blameless, without any sin, in a pure form God created human being. So two points we understood. The first thing that God is the creator of this entire universe. Second, he created human being as pure form. And the third point, unanimously every religion together says but something happened for man, man defiled himself or he committed sin. Different religion gives different name for it. Some say Maya, some say uh, not, uh, no knowledge, some say sin, some, some say dun, some say karma phala. You know, they give their own names. But the essence is same, all have defiled themselves. And the third point, what all the religion unanimously says that we need a savior. Only by our hard work or smart work, we cannot save our life. Someone else should be there to save us. All these three points are very, very important. We must meditate on it. If we keenly and closely watch all this religion, we will see the difference among all religion is about the savior. What is the solution for our problem? Each religion finds their own way to solve the problem. But before that, let me explain how the religion sees about the problem. What really happened for human being? Everyone believes in the creator and everyone believes that he is the sustainer and everyone believes that he created us as holy. But everyone believes that something is wrong with our life and what exactly happened for our life. Each religion will give their own answers. The first answer let me explain from the Indian perspective. All the Indian gods or goddesses or gurus like Gautam Buddha, Mahavira, Guru Nanak, etc. They all say what you are is the result of what you were and what you will be the result of what you are. And it is known as karma phala. Today you are suffering just because you did some mistakes yesterday. And tomorrow you will suffer if you do some mistakes today. So this is called sin and the consequences. So Bhagavad Gita chapter 8 verse, slogan, uh, verses 14 or slogan number 14 says, Arjuna, I give you freedom to choose the karmas. 
God says to his disciple, I give you freedom to choose your action. What action you want to do, you can choose. But I did not give you freedom to choose the consequences of your action. That is compulsory either in this life or in next life. I'll give you an example for you to understand. Uh, God Krishna says to Arjuna, you have freedom to choose adultery or not to choose. If you want to commit adultery, you can. If you don't want, you don't need to. So the freedom is yours. But suppose if you commit adultery, the consequence is HIV. And you don't have the freedom to choose that. You will get HIV either in this life or in next life. Which means next life, your birth will be for HIV parents. So you will be born HIV. This is called the karma phala. Symbol ethics, they say, what you are is the result of what you were and what you will be the result of what you are. So what happens to human being? He did some bad karmas or bad actions and as the consequences, he is suffering today. So every human beings, those who are suffering today will be facing the same consequences. I mean, either you did some mistake in the past life, that's why in this life you are suffering. Maybe you are born handicapped or you are born ill or sick or you are affected with contagious disease or you are, you are affected with accident or natural calamity, anything can be. So if you are suffering today, it is just because in the past life you did a mistake or in this life you did a mistake. So why human beings are suffering just because he disobeyed Almighty God. That is the ethics of Hinduism. Now let me tell you my friends what the Quran of the Muslim says or what is the Islamic concept. Islam says that God created human beings to worship him, to obey him. The day human beings disobeyed God, the suffering fell on human being. And not only suffering fell on, human beings turned and they became like animal and some verses in Quran says that they became worse than animal. They became worse than animal just because they disobeyed my word. So my brothers and sisters, now you understood the in Indian philosophy as well as the Islamic philosophy together says that human beings are suffering just because of his bad actions or called sin. Now let us search what the Holy Bible says about. Exactly the same Bible says but with little more explanation. Bible is always like that. It, it, it tries to explain the points more clearly that you and I can understand well. Let me read a word from Bible that is the book of Genesis chapter 2 verses 17. Genesis chapter 2 verses 17 says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. So God created Adam and Eve, all the angels or whatever it may be. And then uh, there was a tree and there was a fruit, the, no the fruit of knowledge. God says you can enjoy everything in the paradise except this fruit. The day you eat, you shall die. I want to ask my friends. You know that this word and you know that Adam and Eve ate the fruit. The question is this. Did they die the same day or no? What will be your answer? Many times people say they died on the spot. But when we read Bible, we see that Adam lived thousand years. So the same day Adam did not die. Then some people say Adam spiritually he died. Then again it is wrong because if Adam died spiritually, then his children will never have spirit. So you have to say that we don't have spirit. So what exactly happened? Then some people say they did not die. Then you are wrong because Bible says that you will die. I hope you understood what I am trying to say. God said, if you eat the day you eat, you shall die. And if you say they did not die, then God is wrong. 
if you say they die then bible says that jesus sorry adam lived 1000 years then you will say they died spiritually if they spiritually died then how we have the spirit because the father died in the spirit his children will not have spirit totally confused isn't it well, i will clear it only if you know this you will know the value of cross or only if you know this you know the meaning of jesus only savior difference according to bible as well as the catholic church we can find three varieties of death which god claimed here when god said the day you eat you shall die he prophesied or he claimed or he commanded three death on each human being let me read the first death that we read in genesis chapter 3 verses 23 genesis 3:23 therefore the lord god sent him forth from the garden of eden to till the ground from which he was taken you see adam eve god they were all in paradise but when they did the mistakes god sent the adam outside the paradise which means they lost the relationship with god i think this is called death when someone dies they you say that they passed away they passed away because you lost the contact if your dad died you are unable to contact him directly now maybe imagining you will contact but direct contact is lost so when god sent the adam and eve out of paradise they lost the contact because god is in paradise human beings are on earth so this is the first death i think all the human beings are today suffering the same thing you see you are dialing you are praying you are shouting you are praising you are worshiping but you are not getting connected we lost the spiritual connection i want you to read a word or a paragraph from ccc ccc means catechism of the catholic church it says like this paragraph number 397 397 man tempted by the devil let his trust in his creator die in his heart see ccc says the death in the heart the trust in god died in our heart that is the first death so bible word as well as the teaching of the church clearly confirms the first death the disconnection with god and the second death what happened we will read in bible that is first timothy chapter 5 verse 6 first timothy chapter 5 verse 6 whereas she who is self indulgent is dead even while she lives bible says if you are enjoying physical pleasure which god did not permit to you you are dead people will say you are alive and you will say you are alive but bible says you are dead so anyone who lives in sin are dead i didn't say bible says one more word from bible that is revelation chapter 3 verses 1 revelation chapter 3 verses 1 the message to sardius and to the angel of the church in sardius right the words of him who has the seven spirit of god and the seven stars i know your works you have the name of being alive and you are dead bible says i know your work you ha- you are you are having a name that you are alive but i say you are dead i think i and you and all those who are listening to me we have a name that we are alive but bible says we are dead if we are committing sin we are morally dead so the second name we can call moral death which means we are thinking to do good but we are unable to do it 
we are thinking not to do bad things but we are doing it for example i thought of recording this talk yesterday but i was lazy i could not the same way i thought of not to commit some sin but i did it i could not control myself everyone says that many drunkards says that i don't want to drink but i am unable to control i don't want to smoke but i am unable to control i don't want to watch porn movie but i am unable to control i don't want to freak out but i am unable to control and some says that i want to pray but i am unable to i want to go for mass but i am unable to i want to read bible but i am unable to we are thinking to do good but we are unable to do it we are thinking not to do bad but we are doing it it is not we but the sin which is dwelling in us that is called moral death and let us know what the holy catholic church says about it please read the paragraph 405 ccc 405 although it is proper to each individual original sin does not have the character of personal faults in any of adam's descendant it is a deprivation of original holiness and justice but human nature has not been totally corrupted it is wounded in the natural power proper to it subject to ignorance suffering and to the dominion of death and inclined to sin as inclination to the evil that is called concupiscence baptism by imparting the life of christ grace erases the original sin and turns a man back towards god but the consequences of nature weakened and inclined to evil persist in man and summon him to spiritual battle very clearly holy catholic church says the moral death is there because when we disobeyed god when our forefathers disobeyed god they died spiritually which means they are separated from god the second thing they morally they became very weak they are thinking to do good but unable to do they are thinking not to bad but they are in baptism a person can get the grace of jesus so that he may be able to come back but still his spiritual battle and warfare will be there until his last breath so from bible as well as the catechism of the catholic church we realize that there are two types of death and now let me read the third one that is from gospel of matthew chapter 25 verses 41 25 41 then he will say to those at his left hand depart from me you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels this is the last judgment story you know it is clearly narrated by jesus not by anyone else he says the last day all those who did good things will be at the right hand of jesus and all those who did bad things will be at the left hand of jesus and judging jesus will look at the left people those who did bad things will say that you go to hell so the third death is eternal hell which means the eternal damnation or separation from almighty god you will never be able to have a communion with god thereafter i want you to read about this death in ccc 1033 ccc 1033 to die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting god's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice this status is definitive self exclusion from communion with god and and the blessed is called hell let me read ccc 1033 to die in mortal sin without repenting and accepting god's merciful love means remaining separated from him forever by our own free choice the status of definitive self exclusion from communion with god and the blessed is called the hell 
So the third death according to Bible and CCC is eternal hell. Now we understood from Bible when God said not to eat the fruit. He said if you eat the day you eat you shall die. They ate the fruit immediately they were separated from God. And they are able to think good but unable to do good. Morally they became sick or morally they are dead. And the third they are going to die eternally. Final judgment day they will be left side and they will go to hell. Not only this is the consequences or this is the only thing what happened. According to Bible I want you to read Isaiah chapter 24 verses 5 onwards. Isaiah 24 5 onwards. The earth lies polluted under inhabitants. For they have transgressed the law, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse devour the earth and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are scorched and few men are left. Bible says, after the three death, sorry, after the disobedience of commandment and followed by the three death, the earth is polluted because of human being. And if you generally look around the world, what is happening today is just because of this sin. There are a lot of war between religion, between nations, between tribes and between colors. Apart from that, you know, the fighting and misunderstanding in the family and then disease and ailments, contagious disease and accidents and natural calamities. We all are suffering like in anything. We don't know what is happening in this universe. All these sufferings are just because we disobeyed God, the three death fell on us and the consequences, all the problem fell on us. So my friends, clearly you understood many things now. So what is the solution for this problem? How can we solve our problems? Let me explain the solution for problems from different religions. The first religion, we will take Indian religion, all the Indian religions. What is the solution for the problem? The first thing they say, no solution, you need rebirth. Because you did some mistakes in the last birth, no solution for that, you have to suffer in this birth. And if you do any mistakes in this birth, no solution, you cannot save yourself. Next birth, you have to suffer the consequences. So it's only rebirth and suffering. I think that is not a proper solution. And if you accept that solution, you are not believing in a merciful God. If you believe in a merciful God, he must find some way to solve the issues, correct? And some other Hindus or some sects of the Hindus says that to solve the issues, you go to Ganga and have a deep bath or you know many places they say you go there, you go here, you do that, you do this so you can eradicate the karma fella. But I don't think that people are doing all these things but still they are suffering. Some people you know uh, to eradicate their karma, they went to Ganges but they are drowned and died. So we cannot say what is exactly happened. One day uh, one philosopher said when you, when you go to take a bath, a shower in Ganges, when you dip yourself into Ganges, the evil will go and sit on the tree uh, near the Ganja river. When you are coming out of that water, the sin comes and falls on you. So there is no way, I don't think that it is an easy solution that you can eradicate your sin or consequences of sin. The second we are going to find out the Islamic solution, what the Islam says about it. Islam says uh, you committed sin, so that sin should be uh, removed. The best way, you put all your sin onto an animal and sacrifice that animal so that you can escape. <laughs> I don't think this is a good logic, you know. You know, in Islam there is Bakrid. Bakrid means sacrifice, the day of sacrifice, atonement. What they do? Every individual must buy an animal as the sin offering. That is their concept. 
So if I have money, I must buy an animal, either a sheep or a goat or a cow, whatever it may be. Okay, imagine that I bought a goat and then I have to keep my hands on the goat and put all my sin in the goat and then I have to sacrifice that goat for my sin. And if I don't have money, my entire family must collect the money. They all have to keep the hand on God and put the sin on the animal and cut the God. And if the family doesn't have, maybe the parish, the entire parish Muslims call the masjid, you know, the mahal, the all people will buy. We all contribute that, maybe 10 rupees or 100 rupees, 200 rupees, 1000 rupees, depend on your capacity, you contribute and they buy the animal. We all keep the hand on the animal and then we sacrifice the animal, thinking that all our sins are put in this animal and by the death of this animal, we are saved. I think it is very illogical concept. You see, imagine that Mr. Mario did a sin. Okay, I did a crime and then the Supreme Court judged to give capital punishment for me, which means to be hanged. My wife went to Supreme Court with a cow or a buffalo saying to judge, please hang this buffalo and leave my husband. I don't think it is a logical, <laughs> uh, there is some logic in it. it. It's impossible. You cannot bail a man by substituting an animal. You can bail a man only with a man. Not even with a man, sometimes you need a two bailer, you know, it's not one. So always a man can substitute with a man, an animal can substitute with an animal. So if, if we are human being and if we commit sin, I think only a human being can be a substitute and human being can be a ransom, not an animal for. And not only the Islamist does this uh, animal sacrifice, I think the Jewish people also does the same, Passover. They put their uh, sin into the animal and they sacrifice the animal and you know there are many stories when you read the Old Testament especially the five books, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy, you will be, you will be amazed to know all these things what the Old Testament says as the ransom for sin, you know, as the atonement day what all things you have today, as the atonement day what you have to do. And how this concept originated in them, that is something very important. Please listen, listen, this is very important. Uh, the consequences of sin is death. Every religion says the consequences of sin is death. Now you are under death sentence and that death should be removed. How can you remove that death? How can you remove that death? I'll tell you. In a room there is full of darkness. How can you remove the darkness? If you chase the darkness, the darkness will not go. If you pray, let the darkness go, it is not going to go. The only way you have to bring some light, enter into that room with a candlelight, the darkness is gone. The same way, if you want to remove death, the only way bring life there, then the death will go, no other way. So the consequences of sin is death and we are all thinking to remove the death and the only way to remove the death is bring life. Now the question, where is life? The Jewish people and Islamists, they all say the life is in the blood. So bring the blood so that you can remove the death. How to bring the blood? Sacrifice the animal. So they came to a conclusion, I have committed sin and I am dead. Now I have to remove that death, for that I must bring the life. And whose life? And where is life? They understood the life is in the blood. The best way is sacrifice an animal, bring the blood, shed that blood so that I can remove my death. That was their idea. And the Jewish people, Islamic people following even today. 
But you know what the Bible says? Please read Hebrew chapter 10 verses 4. Hebrew chapter 10 verses 4. For it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. It is impossible. I committed a sin. The bull's blood is not going to remove my sin. Then who should remove my sin? That is an important question. I'm going to give you answer from Holy Bible as well as from the teaching of Holy Catholic Church. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 10. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 10. And now has the manifested through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and through life and immortality to light through the gospel. Wow, super. Here the Bible says, consequences of sin is death and we are all under death. And who will remove that death? The death of Jesus can destroy our death. And the life of Jesus can give our eternity back because he is eternal one. I want you to read one more word from Bible that is Hebrew chapter 9 verses 14. Hebrew 9 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience and dead works to serve the living God. So my friends from this we must understand many things. Let me explain that very clearly. Imagine that I will live on earth 100 years. 100 years. Doing all sorts of sin. And then the punishment is eternal hell. Please listen carefully. I lived only 100 years. Out of that 100 years, my 50 years is over for sleeping. Because everyone has to sleep and then 25 years over by my childhood and old age where I cannot commit any sin because I am infant and I am very old. Exactly I lived only 25 years committing all sorts of sin. But I lived 100 years. You and I lived 100 years, 50 years over by sleeping, 25 years over by small age and old age where we could not do any sin. In a healthy way we committed sin only 25 years. That also only if you live 100 years. Okay. And the punishment is eternal hell. How can you justify this? We committed sin only 100 years and God is going to fry us in hell eternally? I don't think it is a, there is a logic in this judgment. Why God judged that? Just opposite you take. Imagine that Mario lived 100 years doing all sorts of good things, only holy things. But out of that 100 years, 50 years I spent to sleep and 25 years childhood and old age. I did many things but I don't know what is good or bad also because childhood and old age too. So exactly I did only 25 years good things and holy things. But God is giving me eternal heaven. I don't think that is also justifiable. Because I lived only 100 years, God can give me 100 years of heaven. I lived 100 years and committed sin. God can give me 100 years of hell. Why this eternal one? Why God is judging that way? That is always my question from childhood onwards. Now you also can ask the same question. You did a sin and you died with the sin and you are going to get punishment eternally it seems. But you lived only 30 years or 50 years or 100 years. Why the eternal punishment? I have two, three ways to explain that. The first thing, my body is only temporary 100 years but my soul is everlasting, eternal. And my sin is, I committed by my body, but it affects my soul. 
So definitely, since my soul is eternal, the sin will be eternal and the punishment will be eternal, no doubt. And the second thing, I have committed a sin now because I said a lie to you and you believe that lie. I may die tomorrow, but the lie will not die because you are already you already taught that to your siblings or your family or your neighbors or someone. So that lie remains everlasting. Any sin you do, you will die, but the consequences of that sin will never die, that remains. When I give counseling, especially the inner healing counseling, I surprise sometimes. You know why? One boy fall in love with a girl and he cheated on girl, but he married another. Many years later, that girl married a boy, but because of that wound, that girl is very frustrated and family problems. The present husband doesn't know why this girl is behaving like this. The reason is the first boyfriend. And not only that, she got the children and she beats the children unnecessary. She kicks the children. She creates all messed up things in family. And the children goes and create trouble with their friends and the families. So it is like a money chain, you know, it goes one by one, one by one. Any sin, if you commit, you may forget, but the consequences is everlasting. And that's why the punishment hell is everlasting for it is eternal. So three things I told you now, our spirit is eternal. And whatever sin we commit, we may forget, we may die, but the sin and the consequences will not die. That is also eternal. That's why the punishment hell is eternal. So all is eternal. Hell is eternal, my soul is eternal, and the consequences of sin is eternal. Now the one who wants to save you from this eternal sin and hell and consequences should be the eternal one. The Muslims may think that God can solve the issue and the Jews may think that bull can solve the issue and the Hindus may think that rebirth, rebirth can solve the issue. But I think because my soul is eternal, because the hell is eternal, because the consequences of sin is eternal, the one who wants to save me should be eternal. And who is eternal? That is only Almighty God. So the Savior should be God, not an animal, not angel, not any human being. Savior should be God. Now I want you to bring your attention into another point. I am human being. Only a human being can take my sin and the sufferings of sin and my death. I don't think that animal can take my sin, an animal can take my death, an animal can take my suffering. It is illogical. And some people will say God can take. Of course, I say God can take, but only if he becomes a human being. So my savior should be a human being because I am human being. Please meditate on this, my brothers and sisters. My savior should be perfect human being and my savior should be perfect God. And the only savior who is perfect man and perfect God at a time is Jesus Christ and no other savior. Hello? Please listen. Among all gods and goddesses who lived on earth, the only God who was perfect man and perfect God at a time and who removed our death and suffering by his own death and sufferings on the cross, is Jesus Christ. That's why we always claim Jesus is the only Savior. Let us meditate even more deeply. We already learned and understood we have three deaths. The spiritual death, separation from paradise, moral death, unable to do good, 
and the spiritual death or the eternal death called hell now jesus have to destroy this death on the cross did he destroy that death on the cross yes we can read that in bible the first one luke chapter 23 verses 43 luke 23 43 and he said to him truly i said to you today you will be with me in paradise while jesus was dying on the cross the right there was a thief and the left there was a thief the right thief he realized his mistakes and he realized that jesus is savior he looked at jesus and said remember me then jesus said today you will be with me in paradise what is the first death we lost to paradise and when jesus died on the cross you know what he did he removed that death so if anyone believe in jesus they will get back into paradise so bringing us back to paradise is the first intention of jesus who died on the cross condition apply you know what's the condition you must believe that jesus is your savior and if you believe that there is a savior in many other religion and there is many other ways to be saved and you can solve all your problem then no salvation the one who says sincerely jesus you alone my savior jesus will look at him and say today you will be with me in paradise yesterday what you did jesus is not going to ask you because this right side thief committed all the mistakes until he reached the cross he did the sins that's the reason they crucified him but last moment before his last breath he said save me lord jesus said today you will be with me in paradise my brothers and sisters when you are watching to me i don't know from where are you watching maybe you're watching in your mobile maybe you're watching in your tv or in you know in your tab i don't know from where but right now remember if you say jesus save me if you say jesus you alone my savior he will not ask you what's your last life i mean what you did yesterday day before yesterday last year no he's going to he's ready to forgive everything unconditionally and he will say today you will be with me in paradise which means you will get back to the paradise experience you will have fellowship with god living on earth you can build that relationship that is christianity that is holy catholic church and the second death how jesus destroyed we read in bible second corinthians 5:21 second corinthians chapter 5 verses 21 for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of god you see jesus is sinless because he is holy he is god but god made him sin so that his righteousness we will receive so what happened exactly on the cross when jesus died on the cross all our sin fell on him he became a sin and you know what happened all his righteousness he gave to us so we are righteous my brothers and sisters i don't know from where you are listening to me but right now remember if you look at the cross if you look at jesus and say you alone my savior the moment he carries all your sins and his righteousness he give back to you and once if you get the righteousness you will become like saint paul you know what happened for saint paul one day saint paul said in romans chapter 7 verses 14 he said i am thinking to do good but i am unable to do it i am thinking not to do bad but i am doing it it is not uh, i who does it but the sin which is dwelling in me who will deliver me from this wretched body he was screaming and shouting and crying but after meeting jesus you know what he said he said i can do all things through christ who strengthens me wow super he says i can do all things through 
Christ who strengthens me. Till yesterday he said, I don't want to smoke, but I am smoking, I am unable to control. But today he says, I, I don't want to smoke, so I am not smoking. Because I can do what I think. Because Christ strengthens me. So if you can believe Jesus as your personal God and Savior, and if you can invite Jesus into your heart as your personal God and Savior, that moment Jesus will give you power to stand against all your sinful habits. You know, my brothers and sisters, I live in Divine Retreat Center, Kerala. Every week, hundreds of people come for retreat. They are addicted for many vices sometimes. Some are addicted for alcohol, some are addicted for porn movies, some are addicted for masturbating, some are addicted for adultery, some are addicted for lying, some are addicted for drugs, some are addicted for anger, some are addicted for laziness. They have many addictions in their life. But after attending Rutit, they realize that I am sinner, we are sinners, and there is a Savior, that is Jesus Christ. And they deny all gods and goddesses and all beliefs and ethics, everything, and say, Jesus, you alone, my God and Savior. And when they accept Jesus as their own personal Savior, next day onwards they say, now I don't drink, now I don't smoke, because Jesus saved me. I have thousands of testimony to say, my brothers and sisters. So I don't know from where you are listening to me, but take a decision. You are going to make Jesus as your personal God and Savior right now. If you can, you will receive the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is a power. And you will say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So far I said about two deaths and Jesus destroyed two deaths. The spiritual death he destroyed and the moral death he destroyed. Now the third death, eternal damnation. Did Jesus destroy that death? Yes, please read Gospel of John chapter 6 verses 47 onwards you read. Only the important portion I will read now. Truly, truly I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. He who believes in Jesus will have eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Wow. And the bread which I shall give for the life of this world is my flesh. My brothers and sisters, Jesus says, Your forefathers, they ate the manna from wilderness, but they died. But I am Jesus, it's the bread of life which came down from heaven. And it is your duty to eat this body and this blood. You shall never die. Even if you die, I will rise. You will have eternal life. So when Jesus died on the cross, you know what he did? He broke his body and he gave to you and me. He shed his blood for you and for me. And if you partake in his body and in his blood, you become part of Jesus Christ and you will never die. You will have everlasting life, eternal life. I didn't say Bible says my brothers and sisters. And the third death also clearly removed by Jesus. So I can say, the death which destroys our death is the death of Jesus Christ. I repeat, the death which destroys our death is the death of Jesus Christ. When he died on the cross, he removed our death. My brothers and sisters, 
how we must look at Jesus and his cross. I want you to read a Bible word so that you will understand it very clearly. That is Gospel of John chapter 3 verses 14-15. Gospel of John chapter 3 verses 14 and 15. And as the Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. What is the situation here? When Moses was bringing Israelites from Egypt to Canaan, in the wilderness they were murmuring and they were committing sin. You know what happened? Lot of poisonous snakes began to bite the Israelites. If any snake bites immediately they are poisoned and they fell and they die. Moses doesn't know what to do. He cried out to the Lord asking, "How can I save my people from these poisonous snakes?" God said, "Lift up a bronze serpent." and if anyone is bitten by the serpent they must look at this bronze serpent immediately the poison will go out moses did it and when any israelites get biting by this snake they look at this bronze serpent the poison is gone out and now jesus says i am the same so all over the world there are many human beings they belongs to different caste sect tribe religion color and nation but if anyone look at jesus look at the cross the same way thinking that this is like bronze serpent i have been bitten by the snake and i have been poisoned i have been bitten by the devil and i have been poisoned so there is lot of poison in me because i am committing lot of sin and i am having lot of suffering the moment i look at jesus on the cross and say jesus you alone my god and savior save me immediately the poison will go out and you will live eternally difference one day i heard a preaching from a protestant pastor a baptist pastor and it was very nice preaching he said it happened in upper cairo it really happened it is not a joke you know what happened there was a father and son one morning son went out for hunting and he saw someone there and there was an argument and this son killed that person that was the son of the king in the country when he came to know he doesn't know what to do he was running while he was running the police and the people everyone understood they also ran behind him somehow this boy reached home when he reached home dad shut the door and asked him what exactly happened to you the son said i killed so and so the police are running they may come and arrest me they may kill me i don't know what to do immediately dada removed his dress and wore that dress and hold a knife in that hand and dad opened the door when the policeman everybody came they arrested this dad thinking that he killed while they arrested son was looking at him and the dad said one word only for you and he received capital punishment but son is living happily i think this is what happened on the cross when jesus died on the cross he only look at me and you and say only for you only for you I want to give you one more example for the same thing. You know my brothers and sisters, one day a father, mother and son they were living in a family. Due to some crisis between son and father, father beat the son and he ran away from home. He did not turn back home 20 years. As you can imagine, the mom was struggling, every day weeping, thinking about the son but no contact. son and dad they both began to feel sorry because they don't know where is his son 
20 years, no news, whether he lives or no, he died or no. No, they don't know. Crying, crying, crying. Mama became very sick. We can imagine because the woman becomes sick very fast. She was in deathbed and then someone informed that son, your mama is about to die. I think just because you are missing, she's going to die. It's better you go and meet her, she may leave. One day the son came to hospital and mama was in the bed about to die. The dad was standing at the right side of the mom and the son was standing at the left side of the mom. Mama doesn't know what to do. Mama look at the dad for some time. Mama look at the son for some time. Son and dad not looking each other because they are separated, they are in anger still. Mama again look at dad for some time, son for some time. After some time, mama hold the hand of son, kept on her bosom. Mama hold the hand of father, kept on his hand on her bosom. So both hands united and mama kept a deep breath and she passed away. There a reconciliation happened between father and the son. I think this is what happened on the cross. We all were at the left side of Father. And Jesus was at the right side of the Father. You know what Jesus did? Before dying on the cross, he held the hand of Father, he held our hands, and he brought the unity between us, and he breathed his last breath. That's why we say Jesus is the only Savior, no other Savior for us. My brothers and sisters, give value for his suffering gave value for the suffering of Jesus Christ and accept him as your personal God and Savior. And if you accept, you know what will happen to you? We read that in Gospel of John chapter 8 verses 32. Gospel of John chapter 8 verses 32. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Wow. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And what is that truth? Truth is very simple. Every religion says that God is the creator of this universe. And every religion says that when God created human beings, they were in pure form and holy form. But some mistakes they did and they went away from God and everything is in mess up situation of. And there should be a savior. Some religion says next birth, next birth, next birth, no savior. Some religion says animal will remove our sin and consequences. But Bible says we have three deaths and all these three deaths should be destroyed by a perfect man and perfect God. And that perfect man and perfect God is Jesus Christ. When he died on the cross, you know what happened? He removed our first death by saying, today you will be with me in paradise. He removed our second death saying that his righteousness he gave to us. And he removed his third death by giving us his body and blood to eat so that we will have eternal life. And we are receiving the same thing by looking at the cross, just like the people of Israel, those who look at the bronze serpent saying, you alone, my savior. Now, when I say this many points to you, you may have some questions in you. Brother Mario, as you say that we accept Jesus as our personal God and savior, still we have a lot of problem in our life. Why we are unable to eliminate that? You must know the consequences of three deaths. Which, you, which we have to meditate very deeply. You know what is the first consequences of our three deaths? When we separated from God spiritually, it affected our mind. That is natural because if you don't have a contact with God, a deep relationship with God, it affects your mind. 
mentally you will have lot of tension worry fear sadness guilt feeling anger you will be frustrated you will have sleepless sleepless nights many days and if you have lot of mental pressure and tension you know what happens it automatically affects your body 97% of physical ailments and disease are the result of your mental pressure if you have lot of anger frustration fear and sleepless night you know what happens it affects your digestion system it affects your uh, you know uh, stomach it may create some acidity ulcer and then joint pains and swelling and knee pains and it may bring even carcinoma cells in your body so many disease are the result of your mental pressure and once if you are physically sick and suffering so much it affects your finance definitely because if you don't have a good health you cannot work and earn and if your finance is affected definitely that will affect your family there will be dispute and quarreling and fighting between husband and wife and children and parents and siblings and once if it affects your family definitely that is going to affect your social life in society you will not have enough value or you will not have enough respect so everywhere you will have problem in your life and you know what exactly jesus did on the cross you must know when he died on the cross he removed the first death he says today you will be with me in paradise so he brings us back to him and if you are really really genuinely accept jesus you will have peace of mind automatically you will be at peace because you know that god is the creator of this entire universe and i believe in his only son jesus christ and he saved me from all trouble and i have the holy spirit who helps me every moment and you will be like a small child in the lap of mother you know in this universe you you will consider this universe as the lap of god and you will be at ease and once if you come to that peaceful state that affects your body because there are lot of sickness and ailments it is just because of tension that goes out you know once if you receive jesus christ with full heart with full joy you will receive healings i have seen thousand and lakhs of people getting physical healing when they are attending retreat and when they claim jesus as their god and savior same thing will happen to you i don't know from where you are listening to me but right now close your eye and ask jesus to enter in your life it happens the healings takes place for your body and once if you receive healing in your body definitely you will have enough health and joyful life and you will work and you will learn you will be doing everything perfectly financial stability will be there in your life and once if the financial stability there will be harmony in the family and there will be harmony in society so the end of life will be peaceful i think that's why jesus said seek first the kingdom of god and all things shall be added unto you hello my brothers and sisters jesus said seek first the kingdom of god all things shall be added unto you if you believe jesus as your only god and savior and if jesus enters in your life and if there is a relationship with jesus automatically you will have mental peace and that affects your body you will have physical healing and that affects your finance you will have financial deliverance and healing and that affects your family you will have family healings and deliverance and that affects your society you will have social pleasure i mean social happiness and joy so the everything will be added unto you if you accept jesus as your personal god and savior and my dear friends before ending this section i want to once again thank the management of saint anthony college for giving me this opportunity and all those who are watching this 
And I personally ask you, please share this video to your family and friends. Let them also know our unique Savior. Jesus is the only Savior and He is the unique Savior. And all those who call upon His name will be saved from all their problems on earth. And they all will attain eternal life, no doubt. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I surrender all those who are listening to me right now. And I know that they are seeing this video with some intention. They have a lot of spiritual intention in their life, in connection with their life. That may be some social status they need. That may be some family unity and harmony they need. That may be some financial support they need. That may be some physical healing and deliverance they need. That may be some mental peace sometime. That may be a deliverance they expect from sinful habits. Whatever it may be their intention, Lord, have mercy on them. Stretch your right hand upon them. Touch everyone right now. Bless them from the head till the toes. Cover everyone with your blood. Purify and burn all the evil things which is in their body, mind and soul. All the negative emotions and thoughts and intellects should be burned right now. All the viruses which is in their body should be burned right now. Renew them. Make them a new creation. Dear Lord, I surrender their family members, all their kith and kin and dear and near ones. Bless everyone. Dear Father, I ask you to bless all the students of St. Anthony's College, those who already studied there and gone and staying in different parts of the world. Bless them right now. And all those who are studying now and all those who are yet to come there. And I ask you to bless every teaching and non-teaching staffs in this college. In a special way that management Dear Father, we pray for the state Meghalaya. Bless the entire state. Bless all the religious people, those who live there. Bless all the families. Let the state be a light and salt for the entire Northeast and India. We have our own secret tears and unshared pain which no one knows. We surrender all our prayers and petitions unto your mighty hand through the same Jesus Christ. Mama Mary, with all the angels and saints, especially with our guardian angels and with our patron saints, we ask you to pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us in this now and the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you.